my therapist, who I have been going to see for many years and is like a mother to me, okay, sent me a text that said, hey, baby, I can't wait to see you. Okay. Now, I just want you to picture your mom sending you a text like that. I'm already there. Go on. Okay, you jumped right into that. And, the, you, and you licked your lips a little bit, which was weird. It's the internet's fault. They're programming me. But don't let me pull you off of your story. Please Those continue. are stepmoms, man. Well, she shouldn't have been stuck under that couch. <laughs> and we laughed about it afterwards. But sure. then I realized that I it made me uncomfortable. And it's not I'm not blaming her or anything like that. It was a total accident. Was she... Going for that? What? What was? No, what no, was no. The miscommunication? I, I, no, she meant to send it to her husband. Oh, okay. And it was just a, an accidental text to me. It was a, it was a wrong text. I think she, I would imagine she was out for a couple of drinks, enjoying herself. Okay. And just made a mistake. Okay. And but that is locked into my brain now. I have seen that. It's like getting a text from your mom. Hey, baby. Even though you know it was an accident. Even though you know it wasn't meant for you. She never would have done it consciously. It's in my head now. Uh, I wonder if she was just testing the waters and, and retracting. <laughs> no, you son of a bitch. Like, oh, oh, that was a joke. Yeah. I didn't mean to send you that hog shot. That, oh, man, my, 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 my dog's been playing on my phone. That is such a Ryan Menendez move. I, I mean, Depending hey. on how they react. Oh, oh, just kidding. Oh, you like that, huh? Yeah. Uh, is, that, uh, is that inappropriate? Is that unreasonable for that to happen to somebody 27 times a month? <laughs> What's the problem, Tyler? What are you, so, Sean Watson? So what did you respond? respond to this um no no i kind of just stared at it and i told myself like trying to block it out i am not uh i'm not gonna text back i'm not gonna text back and she <laughs> she wrote hello and then immediately called me laughing like immediately in that moment realized i can mistake. understand that absolutely sure but how you how dare you do that to me I, that is locked in. That's locked in. And how do you think this is going to express itself moving forward in your life? I mean, as if I don't already have mother issues, now I've got therapist mommy issues. Well, all I can tell you is this. Through my research throughout my life, people with mommy issues, that never presents a problem later on down the line. It never does. You think maybe if since she's like my second mom, it's a double negative and they cancel each other out? No, I think what it is that you need to do is like most of these things that we research and we follow up, mm -hmm. you got to stop avoiding the pain and just go for it, Tyler. You are a sick man. You got to bang that out. You are a sick man. Mm. When it comes to banging your therapist, my name is Tyler. And my name is Ryan. And we are those guys you hate. Salutations, my Haitians, and welcome to the show that constantly has this playing in its head. To my left, the guy who thinks that stairs are always up to something, Mr. Tyler Menendez. Tyler, how you been being? Um, I'm doing okay. I guess, what is it? Now that this is stuck in your head, everybody else has to suffer as well. If I'm dealing with it, you're dealing with it. Where are you, what are you doing where you're listening to this music? I compose this in my sleep and I wake up and I put it together. You're a psychopath. On today's show, we have a weekly book note coming up. Ooh. I have a Tyler Menendez observation coming up. Hooray. But mainly on today's show, I get boring. Nailed it. 
And later on today's show, I have part three of a totally original idea, right? Totally Woo! original idea, which means that he stole it from someone, ladies totally and gentlemen. Totally original. I'm starting to pick up on a pattern, Tyler. Whenever mm. you say totally original, it's not original. Stop reading into my things, Ryan. I'm actually just looking at your computer screen. Tyler. Yeah. I have got some crazy fucking news for you. I got news for you, Tyler. Are you ready? He's, You're not going to believe it. He's delivering the news. Here we go, Tyler. My iPhone mm -hmm. is shutting down, Tyler. Piece by piece, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, I believe they're built to do that. Oh, you better watch your mouth, Tyler. Mm -hmm. I believe Apple is litigious. My AirPods won't connect anymore. Like the, the idea is you put them in your ear and all of a sudden it switches over. They have stopped doing that. Yeah. I got to yeah. go into my settings and put on the Bluetooth. It is such... It, it, it's one of those things that really makes me angry Yeah, no, while it's happening. When something doesn't work the way that it's supposed to. When an inanimate object doesn't do what it's supposed to, makes me angrier than a person. And you'll force your will on that inanimate object all the same. One of my earliest technological memories is a VCR not playing the way that I wanted it to. Bash it on I the top. I punched it right in what the face would be. Also, my podcast now, which I listen to all the time, I'm using my AirPods when it allows me. And all of a sudden, it'll just like pause for no reason. Then I got to go walk all the way over and start it up again. Okay. There is a part of me that kind of enjoys hearing this because I agree that the AirPods are just the stupidest fashion trend in a long time. But they are convenient, though. And they absolutely are. Convenient. They look super stupid. So it feels like these ways that my phone is breaking down is almost happening on purpose, Tyler. Like they built it this way for it to break down on purpose. So you have to buy a new one. Yes. And that is called planned obsolescence. Thank you. It's called, boy, I'm always so worried to say it. really awkward. Yeah. And, and I've been talking about how I want to do something on the show about this a long time ago, but it's such dry information. It's research and it's when delivering it, it's not that fun. So I am going to get boring. Well, that's what our job is. I'm going to try to chop it up and make it interesting and mm -hmm. spread it out over the show. That okay? sounds great. So I think one of the best examples of planned obsolescence is the light bulb. Tyler, have you ever heard of the centennial light? I have. I have one of the first light bulbs that's still lit to this day. It is still lit to this day. 115 years in a fire station in Livermore, California. 115 years after it was flipped on, it still burns today. You could stream it live right now. Updates every 30 seconds. Sound, shut this off. Go do that. Oh my God. I know what I'm doing after we shut this off. Livermore, we're coming to you. All right. Now, basically the reason that that one lasts forever and the one with all this newfangled technology that you go up to your grocery store and buy that breaks after a year or whatever mm -hmm. is because it was built with different things. It was built with carbon filaments, which is a sturdy way of putting those two little what look like paper clips inside of a light bulb. Gotcha. They, were, they mm -hmm. were literally put there to break. Mm -hmm. And I can say that with 100% certainty. And there's a reason why Tyler. Oh, you waiting for me to say something? Yeah. That's oh, how I, thought you were, I thought you were leading into something you were going to play. And there's a reason why Tyler. And what reason is that Ryan? It's, where this company, they use unreliable parts. It's called contrived durability, where they put stuff in that breaks intentionally. Sure. Now, the reason that I could say that as 100% fact is because in the 1920s, the biggest light bulb companies in the world got together at what was called the Phoebus Cartel. And they literally 
conspired to artificially reduce bulb lifetimes to the thousand hours of what you know now. So mm -hmm. they could be building bulbs that would last literally forever. Yeah, your entire lifetime. But then you'd never buy it again. Yeah. So they all got together and they planned this obsolescence. So I'm going to use session 73 to go along and give you some examples of planned obsolescence and hopefully... We can turn this thing around. It, it is something that really disgusts me. This consumer culture, I'm totally against it. And, and, I, and I do see it as, as being a real problem. It absolutely is. I mean, thanks a lot, World War II. We can do it. Yeah. You know what else we could do? Well, World War II? It's already been done. World War III is the next one, baby. Let's get it, baby. <laughs> but first, Depression Index. What the Depression no Index is, is a machine that I built with my hands very poorly. And Tyler and I crank it up every week to let you know how down we are. Tyler, talk to me about your week, bro. Uh, this week has been uh, uplifting, Ryan. Has it? Yes, yes. Really? For this Depression Index, I haven't done a theme in quite a bit. So okay. for this Depression Index, I'm going to do a theme. Wow, let's get it, yeah, man. Yeah, and I would like to admit on the front end, that this brings me shame, even though it probably shouldn't. Uh -oh. um, but uh -oh. I, but I am a slightly embarrassed by it. Now it's not as bad as you think. I promise. Uh -oh. <laughs> it's, it's not as bad as you think. Any anytime Tyler uses the S word, it punches my bottle. <laughs> no, 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 no. My theme for this week is, on a personal note, medication. When Ryan and I left our uh, Menendez Mansion uh, version one. I had moved in with our father and Ryan had moved in with our mother before getting in, as Ryan calls it, Menendez Mansion 2.0. Oh, no. no. Oh, we've, we've cleaned it up a little bit. We sparkled <laughs> it up. I'm feeling a little better about it. And, um, and so during that time, I got really lax with my medication, with my depression medication. Oh, really? Yes, yes. And I would miss days and I would, you're supposed to be, you know, kind of on a repetitive cycle Consistent. at the same time every day. Right. And I was missing days and I was, you know, just doing all the wrong things. And now over the last um, two months or so, uh, after I took that really big dip, sure, uh, I've been consistent with it. And I thought to myself, hey, this is something I really need to do. And now that I'm doing it, I see myself becoming more positive. Yeah, because if you break the chain in, in that way, it starts screwing with all the chemicals, right? Absolutely. And yeah. you just, it, it starts making you more depressed than, right. than the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Um, yeah, because your bra your brain is in a rhythm and it can't stay in a rhythm if you're if you're giving it a necessary uh, uh, supplement right. and then immediately taking it away and then putting it back and yeah. taking it away and just mixing all that stuff up. Yep. So you got me, a pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. You got me. Do me a favor. Keep doing what you're doing. Though. But <laughs> but but I am happier. So thank you. Um, so this week I'm at a five. Spin that wheel. One, two, three, four, five. Hey! Yet. I wish curses upon your fingers. Well, yeah, it's a real uh, real moose-bouche, Tyler. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Not everything's in a moose-bouche. Right? I just think it might be a moose-bouche here. Um, the thing is, yeah, it causes you issues, but it also is the answer to some of the problems. It's a real deal. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. so just to dismount off of my, off of my part, uh, to those of you out there taking medication and maybe you just let it slip, it's the one thing, you know, you can't let slip because it will literally drive you insane yeah so so just uh please take care of yourselves guys we're pharmacists now <laughs> no we're not yes we are no, Listen we're to us. Not. take off your clothes <laughs> what pharmacist are you going to it's the same guy who does my orthodontic work and he is handsy love you dr yanowitz <laughs>
Oh, Jesus. All right, get it up, okay? Uh, more, you, you did. More so than that. All right. This is tongue-depressing me. Uh, so everybody that Tyler was just talking to, all the people on medication, I want to speak to you guys as well. Uh-oh. I'm better than you. Oh, Jesus. Okay? Right. Tough love. And I can prove it, Tyler. You're talking about medication. I'm talking about meditation, Tyler. Tough love is supposed to include love. Shut up, you idiot. <laughs> I'll never love you. I meditate every day, Tyler. Oh. Okay, I know. And that's why I'm better, yeah. amongst other things. Okay, But, right, yeah. but yeah. I am going to do something for you plebeians to help out humanity, okay? And that is imparting this one wisdom on you. Meditation sucks, bro. Meditation sucks. It strips away your shield of futility and, and all of your problem solving, like all of your defense mechanisms. It takes it from you mm. and pushes you out this, this dark orifice into the real world. And, and, and I just want to let everybody know that it's horrible. <laughs> You're really selling it. You're really selling Don't it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's awful. Now, it, now to reverse be, psychology. I like it. To be serious for one minute, um, I think that I've for a long time been using meditation as a new addiction to keep the pain away. Same thing with drinking, same thing with women. I wanted meditation to just keep me so high that I always felt great. And I think some of my evolution is that peace, like actual inner peace, which I think is what we're all looking for, right? Sure. Contentment, inner peace. Well, just to get the screaming in our heads to stop. Which is another word for peace, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm agreeing with you. Sure. I'm just putting it in a different way. So peace, maybe, I don't know shit. Peace isn't distracting yourself from the discomfort it's truly accepting it. Maybe that's what meditation is, is stripping all those things away from you to where you just have to fucking finally experience these things so much that you just learn to take it and it doesn't take over. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, I Boy, get it. Boy, did I get it up today. Uh, oh, my, oh my goodness. goodness. I hope you lose a finger on this spin. Oh, I was about to hit the bell. Yeah, I know you this were. This week has been fucking crazy for me. I am also at a five, Tyler. What? One, two, three, four. Ryan, do you know what this means? <laughs> oh, God. That I can see my tendons? Oh, boy. Oh, look, there's even a Levenden. We have... You son of a I'm bitch. I'm so sorry about that. What were you saying? We have never uh, done the same number before. You're we have tied for the minute. very first time ever on Depression Index. That is fucking true. That's amazing. The Stop universe doing that with your hand, by the way. Here. I can't look at it. <laughs> it's boneless. It's gone boneless. And that is Depression Index. I'm getting theater of the eyes. I don't he's, he's really acting it out here. People talk about theater of the mind all the time. Let's discuss theater of the eyes, Tyler. I like that. Session 73, bro. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Theater of the ears, Tyler. Absolutely. Now, this one has more of a sports theme. Last week, I did a religious theme. This, the number 73, the most wins in an NBA season in 2016 by the Golden State Warriors. By the Golden State Warriors, mm -hmm. very good. Mm -hmm. The single season home run record in 2001 set by I don't know Barry Bonds. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, the number of seconds it took for the Challenger space shuttle to blow up, explode after <laughs> launch, Tyler. Explode after launch. But God, what a minute and 13 seconds that was. They really did seem to be enjoying themselves. <laughs> that is true. Okay, now let me... Uh, you can tell by the wheeze right before. <laughs> that guy had his hands up. That was crazy. All right, let me decide what to do here. Okay, here's what I think we're going to do. I think what we'll do is we'll do Weekly Book Nook, 
I'll give you a couple more of these planned obsolescence. It is Weekly Book Nook a book this week? Uh, kind of, kind okay. of. Weekly Book Nook is, okay, you'll, you'll push yeah, me right let's, into let's it. Do let's do it. Let's just go right into let's it. Let's do I like, it. I like it when you lead me, Tyler. I like it when you lead me. Let's do it. Don't ever do that again. Take my hand like now, that when I had to help you escape that gay guy in Canada. Here, here <laughs> we can review. And you oh, can, yeah. after oh, yeah. uh, the teaser, de- teaser, this is a teaser, baby. Next, Next week, we will tell the story mm-hmm. of the time I made out with that dude in Canada. And, 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 and how, Tyler had to come rescue you. And Tyler came and rescued me. Now, let's do this week's show, okay? All right. Now, the weekly book nook is a segment that is rarely about a book and never done weekly. This is weekly book nook. Now, this week, I feel like I'm pretty damn close because it is a spoken word album that I'm going to be talking about. You're the gayest person I've ever met. It's, and this is how we learn, You're Tyler. You're the gayest person I've now, ever met. Now, this one is... And I've been to a gay club multiple times. <laughs> I've literally <laughs> fucked dudes. Now, this one is entitled Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual by Jocko Willink, Tyler. I'm not going to I'm not going to play defense, but oh my god. I'm sure you're going to hit us with some universal truth that's going to expand our minds and I'm excited. It's going to expand your something. But I'm going to make fun of you the whole way. Let's Absolutely. do this. Absolutely. You are we Tyler and I have decided a little peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Tyler mm-hmm. and I have decided whenever we talk about stuff that could be perceived as being a little too woke or preachy. The other mm. person has to take the other side, even though we know what's best for you idiots. <laughs> so I cannot disagree. Now here's I, I brought this up on the show before who Jocko Willink is, is a Navy seal turned author turned podcaster. Okay, okay. He has a very specific look on the world. set of skills. That oh. is it. Now, now let me introduce you to my man, Jocko. So you can get some sort of an idea of where we're going with this. And I want to impart some of his wisdom and see if you could pick up on a pattern. Okay. And I love it. Am I wrong in saying very quickly, Jocko, great name. I would love for you to see this man's face. Oh, I would love to I, as well. We can review. I he loved looks it. like the Easter Island statues, <laughs> uglier cousin. He is, but is he, does he look like what you think a Navy seal would look like? He looks like what you're thinking of. This guy ate that guy. <laughs> This guy fucking ate that guy and spit out his bones. Hey, look at me. I am the Navy SEAL now. Dude, okay? he is, uh, he is uh, like if you chiseled rock with another bigger, scarier rock. Like basically, if you are the guard on patrol in one of those James Bond movies and this guy hops over the rail, you immediately surrender. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and yeah. you you punch this guy in the face. You hit him with a two by four. You shoot him with a gun. And he just stares. He at smiles you. at you yeah. and he has metal teeth. Okay. Mm. Now, let me introduce you to my boy Jocko so you know what we're getting into then. I'm doing something different with Book Nook. We're going to play a little game. I'm okay? so excited to learn about this man. Because I've talked to you about him, but you've never heard him, I don't okay, think. Okay, all right. Here's Jocko. And please forgive me for the sound quality. His his um, his um his spoken word album isn't the highest quality, but I, I, I'm interested in your take on it. Okay. People look for the shortcut, the hack. And if you came here looking for that, you won't find it. Ooh, that was intense. Right. And I'm, I, I'm fanning myself. That's just a little slice Woo. of what you're into. Now, some of it seems crazy to me. Some of it seems hard to wrap your mind around because in a way, this is one of the toughest people on the planet. For sure. Jocko, you intense, dog. So, dude, he must have been a Boy Scout because he's intense, Tyler. 
Now, here's the deal. It's like having Michael Jordan as a basketball coach. He's like, yo, just play better. Yeah. And you're like, yo, I ain't you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to impart some of his wisdoms on you. That's like Shaq when he's like, why don't they rebound like me? Because nobody is you, bro. Dude, I could be jumping off a trampoline and I'm not reaching the top of your kepi. Mm -mm. Now, Tyler, let's. I'm going to give you a little part of his wisdom. I want to see if you can follow up with the second part, okay? All right, okay. How do you think he's going to answer this question he poses himself? Jocko, give it to me. People ask me, how do I get tougher? All right, now, how do you think that this Navy SEAL wants for you, the person who purchased this book, mm -hmm. how do you think that he wants for you to get tougher? Uh, my, my assumption is it's going to be some variation of if you want to get tougher, you have to work for it. Okay, let's hear what you have to say, Jocko. Be tougher. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm giving this. I'm giving you this information for free. I didn't realize it was that easy. Okay, that's why you're not oh. a Navy SEAL. You're not even a Navy cop. No, the date, the dainty, the daintiness is me is washing away. I can feel the fierceness rising above. Tyler, you just grew an inch, and so did I. Uh, okay, how about this one, Tyler? How can I wake up early in the morning? Okay, now how. Can you wake up? You're, you're smirking. Yeah. I'm, we're trying to help people here, Tyler. Mm -hmm. How can you wake up early in the morning, according to Jocko Willink? Did he go the Nike route and say, just do it? Let's, let's ask him himself, Jocko, how do I wake up early in the morning? Wake up early. <laughs> okay. Damn it, Jocko. Why didn't I think of this? And why am I not making money off this, Tyler? Damn it, Jocko. What else you got, Jocko? How can I work out consistently every day? Tyler, work out consistently every day. Work out Tyler! consistently every day. You're getting it, Tyler. I just, you're incredible. How do I know these things? How can I stop eating sugar? Stop eating sugar. Stop eating sugar. <laughs> and that is the book, Disciplined. You basically have everything you need. Get out there and be a Navy SEAL. I'm a new man. You're a new man. Dude, we should do Depression Index all over again. We're both at a zero. That's Weekly Book Nook. We're getting Jocko on the show one day. And he's going to eat our faces off. I'm in. And, I'm in. And we'll be better men for it, I'm sure. Which one of you called me the Easter Island Stonehead? <laughs> That's him. <laughs> Jocko, that was him. I think you're a beautiful man. I'm going to look him up over the break. because well, I want to do two more things of planned obsolescence. Okay. I'm going to look him up over the break. Love it. Love and it. then we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, all right, Tyler. GM Ford. You heard of it? Uh, GM Ford, the car companies. Yes. They're two different car, car companies. In the 1920s, and I want to I want to slow this down because when I was doing this the first part, I was like nervous, thinking I was being boring. I want this to be interesting. In the 1920s auto market, it's what started the yearly changes in vehicles, where they upgrade little things. Sure, it's basically the same chassis, it's the same car, but they upgrade little things. We can we can make more money by adding these tiny little things to the new version. And what do you think that is? 1920s. Does it remind you of anything that we've ever talked about before? The Great Depression. That's a nickname that my son has for you. Women voting. Um, well, you know what I'm thinking of is Edward Bernays. I know that's uh, it's oh, later on. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that was the 40s, wasn't it? It was, I believe, the 40s and the 50s. Mm. But this is where they realized that instead of trying to sell cars to you in terms of utility, hey, this is going to get you from here to there and not break down. It's playing on your feeling of getting a new car, not the car itself, where they stop trying to say, hey, do you have feet? Try shoes. Yeah. Now they're like, hey, these shoes are going to make you feel sexy. 
So oh. uh, every car commercial isn't even about the freaking car. It's all about like uh, a beautiful woman inviting the man in, but not letting her drive the car. And it's like, bro, what are we doing? And and the idea of if you drink my beer, you're going to be the the life of the party. Yeah. If you drive my yeah. truck, you're going to be dependable. Well, on well, the, the, eyes the beer of the one orphans. is true. The beer one is true. If you it drink depends. certain beers, you're super cool. Ah, sometimes beer makes me fun. Sometimes beer makes me super depressed. Jocko, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> Just drink the beer. <laughs> drink the beer, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Depression isn't real. <clears throat> so, uh, and, and and by the way, could have fooled me. I uh, I don't mean to make fun of the guy. I actually believe there's a lot of simple truth to what it is that he's saying. I I, oh, I really do. Yeah, no, and I'm certainly not going to sit here and say that he's wrong or what he's saying is is incorrect. I'm simply laughing at the directness of it because sure. you just don't hear that. And that's why I sliced it up like that because to make it sound as ridiculous as possible. I got you. If I you got actually you. give it nuance and listen through it, he's not saying that you don't feel those things. He's just saying that you don't let them have a vote. You don't let your feelings dictate what your actions are for sure. There's the, there's the, the two people inside of you, which is the kid you, and there's the adult you, and you have to adult yourself. You sure. got to You got to tell yourself, Hey, this is what we're doing. Well, ma- wisdom is making decisions that you know is going to please you down the line. Not what's going to, you know, satiate you at the moment. Mm, instant gratification for me, Ryan. So what that is jumping back, you know, with no remorse back into the planned obsolescence thing where you're playing on somebody's, desire to have more that's called perceived obsolescence that's a type of planned obsolescence interesting i've never even heard that one before same thing with your cell phone your cell phone is now the new version of that where every year they have a brand new marketing strategy on why that thing you just spent a thousand dollars on two years ago is obsolete you can't use it anymore you look like a dickhead yeah and they got a little too carried away, which, which is which you got to. St- I know we have windows now, Tyler, but you still gotta. <laughs> it's moving outside. Talking. There's moving outside. What is it, boy? What's the matter? Is Timmy stuck in a well? No, there's a package coming. We finally have a studio <laughs> where, Fuck we, Timmy. where we where ha- we Fuck comma Timmy. This is why you're not allowed in those school zones, Tyler. <laughs> uh, the, Tyler and I have finally moved into the Menendez Mansion 2.0 no studio, mm-hmm. and we have two windows. Uh, so basically, Which I can't be trusted with. Apparently. Same thing with your cell phone, where they're marketing to you how you're not good enough because you have the old model well, and, and, and it's working. Absolutely. And what I was saying is there was a point where Apple got to the first becoming the first trillion dollar valued company in the world. And then they bottomed out. Obviously. Thanks a be- lot, Steve Trabajo. Because they realized that people, after they're doing it for so long, people are starting to realize, why the fuck am I spending a thousand dollars every year when my phone still works? Well, some well yeah. and, and yes, they do they do break over time, but I mean, everybody I know is holding on to their somewhat broken phone as long as they can to not dish out more money. Oh, when you say everybody, I think there are a lot of people that pride themselves on being on the cutting edge of technology. And we can review. I believe that group shrank more and more by the year. I love that. That's a oh for sure. That's a good sign. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Uh, But what I am going to say is in something that I don't even cover in here because it just was so much information is obsolescence through upgrades obsolescence where if I try to go back and use my old iPad, it can't download any of the apps anymore. Once and you get to a certain point accident, you can't. Yeah. Well, it's Apple upgrading their system. The machinery still then, works yeah, and yep. they can control your product even after you've purchased it. Well, that's like Tesla taking away the guy's auto drive after he sold it to his friend. And they're like, you want the auto drive? You pay us. I don't know anything about that. Or they just control it uh, automatic. Uh, um, 
wirelessly where the auto the auto drive is installed on every car but you only get it if you pay for it elon musk has too much power tyler he, he does let's take a break you and i we're gonna go take elon musk down a peg or two. Oh, okay, okay. that's okay to say pegging elon musk a time or two <laughs> i mean he's handsome enough i guess i call mouth oh What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook, too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you can sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love Love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. We humans have a serious problem with garbage. How are we ever going to get aliens to come here if we don't tidy up after ourselves? You hate. I will grant you the need to poison the oceans, but we could totally be losing out on some alien pussy if we don't at least sweep that shit under a nearby planet. Maybe <laughs> maybe Musk can help us out with that. Those guys you hate. And we are red circled. Now, I've spent so much of this episode. Excuse me for a minute. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nailed it. Talking about technology and how terrible it is, okay? Sure. But I am going to say, through this incredible technology that we have, and I don't want to get too specific, I have learned this week that I have an incredible undercarriage, Tyler. I'm sorry? An undercarriage. Do you know what an undercarriage is? Yeah. Do you mean on your car or do you mean your balls? I'm talking about like my my balls. Okay. Again, I don't want to get too specific because I don't think that we would be doing the audience any sort of a service. No, of course not. But through the magic of technology, I got to see myself from a point of view that I don't normally see, Tyler. Okay. And what technology was this? FaceTime? Uh, No, just a, just a phone camera recording. Okay. So I don't want to get too specific, Tyler. Mm-hmm. But what I mm-hmm. do want to talk about is I have, well, not just my specific undercarriage, but that undercarriages are good and bad, that there are good ones, just like anything else. You got attractive, you got unattractive. Mine, big old Italian kiss, Tyler. Mwah. Hmm. It's like muscular and it's just, it's incredible. It's like I'm sneaking a, a, a roll of, quarters home anyway i digress not how i thought we were going to start the show what do you have something um 
No, no, no. I, please, let's keep talking about your undercarriage. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Let's try out a different segment. Please. Oh. One of my favorites. Can we go back to the balls? Every, well, it's not really the balls, Tyler. It's really the muscle and, and the sinew along the bottom of the butt cheeks. Can we go back to the taint? It is a meat. It's a, it's a strong little hamster taint, Tyler. But what I want to talk about is Tyler Menendez observations. And this segment is about exactly what it sounds like. I live in a house with my brother, Tyler Menendez. I observe shit and then I blab it to the audience. Yes. And here yeah. we are. Tyler yep. Menendez observations. Yep. My favorite segment. <clears throat> this one's a follow-up, Tyler. Hooray. Do you remember the last time that we did Tyler Menendez observations? No. The okay. specifics of it? No. Okay. Session 70, Tyler. All right. You and I, I observed about Tyler Menendez, hence the name, Tyler Menendez observations, about that chicken that you keep in the refrigerator mm. in the refrigerator in the top left corner. That's right. Right. You're making a face. Yeah. Is, is, this, is this ringing any bells? I or? really should throw that out. It is still there. The observation <laughs> yeah, is right. three sessions later, yeah. that chicken is still there. And I Tyler, throw it, away. it is taking on a life of its own. Ah. I would love it if you would check it out mm. because I think it's turning back into a chicken. Okay. It's grown a beak. <laughs> it's the miracle of life, it Ryan. Incredible. This is what Simba was talking about. So what, what do you got? Anything for us here, Tyler? Yeah, I just I got to throw that away. Need some old house cleaning. Could you could you expand on that? I think people- sure. I keep thinking that I need to throw it away, but then I uh, but then I just don't do it. <laughs> and I've been doing that for about three weeks now. And uh, yeah, this may push me to throw it away finally, or it might not. Who knows? We could be talking about this on future shows. We could. I'm excited. Session Tyler, eighty. Anyone? Tyler, you are a moldy content fountain, and I appreciate that. Thank about you, buddy. You. Nice of you to say. I don't like to air out our dirty laundry in public, Tyler, and you know that. Mm-hmm. I'm too chicken. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what do you want to do here? You've I, I've let you grab the steering wheel here uh, on the show a little bit. What do you want to do here? I have more planned obsolescence. I have a nice undercarriage. I have weekend review. What is it that you want to move to here, man? Uh, I say we get a weekend review out of the way. Let's knock weekend review out before we do it. Tell them what weekend review is. I think we got some. We got uh, a critique that I've been thinking a lot about, which I took very personally. Okay. That we don't explain the show enough. The show is meandering, and I want to do a better job with that. I took it constructively. I like it. I I think that's a good idea. What is Week in Review, Tyler? Week in Review is when Ryan and I take the information from last week's show, and we correct ourselves, and we call each other out, because we uh, we just talk and talk and talk, and there's never any real end to it. And, right. we, and, and we're wrong all the time. All the time. And what we would like to show is through our own ridiculousness that it's okay to be wrong. There's too many people who don't want to be wrong in society nowadays. Let's live it up with Week in Review. Tyler. Last week, you mentioned a cartoon insurance spokeswoman that was canceled from the internet because of Rule 34. Can you tell the audience what Rule 34 is, please? Absolutely. As a aficionado. It's a wondrous uh, term for the fact that anything that exists, there is a porn made after it, an animated or cartoon porn made after it. Okay, perfect. And it doesn't even have to. It could be, let me... 
finish my sentence. It doesn't even have to be a cartoon. It could be, a, a, you know, humans acting it out. It could be anything. Sure, right? sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I think we could do something with Rule 34, like the funniest Rule 34s that we could find on next week's show. You're just looking for a reason to go look at the craziest porn you Boy, can think of. Boy, did I ever, Tyler. <laughs> Already done the research. Were we wrong? No. That's kind of gay. Uh... <laughs> Tyler, what did you get about the, the, the mascot that you were talking about was Aaron Esurance. Aaron Esurance. She worked for the company Esurance. That's right. And what did you find out? I found out that um, it, it's, well, we found ourselves in a bit of a gray area because we were kind of a right. A real picadillo, Tyler. <laughs> it, was, it was back in, I believe, 2009, these uh, focus groups for the company uh, polled and found out from a random group of people that she didn't score very well. So oh. that- Combined with the fact that there was porn of her popping up Wait, let, all over the internet. Let me fill in that area. Yeah, I'm oh, sure you will. I, I should probably rephrase yeah. that. I, I tried to fuck her, but I got a paper cut on the head of my dick, Tyler. <laughs> Screwed up my undercarriage. At the height of the mascot's popularity, which is Aaron Esurance, I believe she was a mascot for Progressive, <laughs> nine out of the 10 top image results in an unfiltered Google search were racy sketches of said mascot of course so nine out of ten of the photos were not of her hawking her wares but hawking that pussy baby hawk that coochie hawk hawk that coochie yeah Tyler. yeah if you search for aaron insurance for the company insurance right uh without the filter adult filter on you're getting some red hot porn so i'm gonna show you some ryan of my just fire. flipped open his ipad ladies and gentlemen I've got a lot of technology think, working at my disposal i think i'm about to see a cartoon vagina oh is she, <laughs> she's banging the lady she's banging flow she's banging flow wow. from progressive wow you've got to assume that flows on her period just to wrap the come on dude okay. low hanging they fruit. just might do that flo's okay. got some big old titties right, in that Tyler, one could you, could, could you treat this with respect i'm just pointing out the the it, this isn't a visual medium inappropriate Ryan. way to describe flow i disagree she's looking good though flow thick <laughs> let's uh let's move on here and she seems to have on strapped on some sort of an apparatus yeah yeah, yeah, yeah all right oh yeah. wait wait hold on were they I, thinking of food in that next one that you just showed? <laughs> you shut your fucking mouth. Thought okay. bubbles with we, food. We also got Kim Possible fucking Aaron insurance uh, uh, is being fucked in that one. Okay, right. Bye. A lot of, of strap on ones. Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Okay. Yeah. Good now, thing there's no hairless ferret in that one. That okay, would have gotten weird. This one's a little different. Okay. This one, and you would think this would be the weirdest one that I found, but it's not. It is Aaron Esurance being fucked by Java the Hutt. By Java, Java the, the Hutt, Hutt, who is stacked. Yeah, look, look at his undercarriage, Tyler. I mean, I, I was about to say, he, would he be rolled over on his back like that? But I guess that would be how he would have to fuck. How else? I mean, he'd kill her. Yeah. He'd kill her. Yeah. And finally, the weirdest one, her going down on Wendy from Wendy's. Oh, wow. First of all, that girl's underage. Wendy from Wendy's is underage. Dude, second she's of all, been around since 1914. That's, she's fine. That's fair. I guess she has the Benjamin Button disease. Thank you. And they're all, there's little speak bubbles, even though they're both eating each other out. I don't know how they're in the midst of a conversation. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, they play this in classrooms. If you could please be a little bit less spicy. It's like a ventriloquist thing that I'm watching. And they're talking about items from Wendy's. From Wendy's. Basically what it was, uh, this guy was asking for this to be made and he said he wanted the fresh, never frozen meat. It doesn't matter. That's the end of it. Interesting. Let, can we move on? You're making this sophomore. Wendy's is obviously a selfish bitch because not one conversation in there is about insurance. Totally fair. Yeah. Ryan, last week, 
we were talking about the cicadas and right. we did not know what was going on. Did I look up some of the information? I will pull your damn tongue out of the roof. I did look up the info. Oh, I guess that was a yes. Uh, listen, I, I, all right. Look, okay. I'm trying to make all these shows weave together. If Got this you. doesn't make sense to you, go back and listen to the last session. Still won't make any sense to you. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I actually found out that there's more than 190 different types of cicadas. That's not. I keep putting an R in it. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're I keep talking doing about that. the rhythm in which humans sleep, Tyler. <laughs> We're talking about the one specific type, which is the brood X cicadas. Yep, right. That burrow underground for 17 years. So what did what did you find? Arrive. Well, I found that there are certain ones out there that are that grow to adulthood within one year. These in particular take 17 years, um, and it just how they evolved. Really, what it comes down to. That this species of cicadas spend around 99.5 of their long lives underground in an immature state called a nymph. Mm. So they're basically living for 17 years in the dirt, and then they are released into the world where they live four to six weeks. It's basically their hospice. I think I just found my spirit animal. I think I just found our next rule 34, Tyler. Cicada porn. I bet you somebody's beat you to it. Oh, my. Somebody's about to beat me off it. Masturbation joke concerning cicadas. Do you want me to give you my last one so we can just, or do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, there's nothing else interesting on that. Okay, Ryan, for my very last week in wait review. A minute, wait a minute, let me do mine. Let, oh, oh, let oh, me sorry. do mine. Sorry. All right, last week we talked about the commentator who said that's kind of gay, and what oh, yes. what ultimately happened to him is uh, his name. Oh, did I find it? I will pull your damn tongue out of the roof. That's a yes, guys. You're just going yes. to have to work with me here. Uh, his name was Brian Kinchin, and he was. Was? It is was. he dead? Yeah. Oh, they killed him over gay joke. Good. To me, he is. <laughs> uh, it, he was suspended from ESPN, but this was in 2006, so the outrage really wasn't ah, what it would be today. Gotcha. I, I'm surprised he didn't get a promotion. I, I was going to say, in 2006, you, you nailed it. Yeah. Um, and Ryan last week, did, did Ryan pull a racism last week? I will pull your damn tongue out of the roof. Yes, he did. He just, thought that just last week, he thought the Charmin bears were white. They are ah, red and or blue. Literally and, every color, but white. And, and he pulled a racism and thought they were white. Did you I just son say of a white? bitch. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I did. I, you know what? Like all of Eastern Europeans, you move in somewhere, you just start rewriting history where everybody's fucking white. Absolutely. Cleopatra looks like Elizabeth Taylor. Can we not even have our bears, Ryan? All you white people got to take everything from us? What's next? History has been wiped away. Mm. Tyler, last week we asked, why would someone give a coffee enema instead of a regular enema? Did I find looking this up pleasant? I did. Oh, rule 34, I hope. That's kind of gay. Uh, <laughs> That's technically true. <laughs> Ryan Kinchin, for the first time ever, you've done the right thing. Nailed it. Um, the same reason why people drink coffee in the morning and to stimulate their poopies, Tyler. Do you know you know the people who smoke a cigarette, drink a little coffee, stimulate their poopies, Tyler? I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. basically what it is. It's to stimulate your poopies. I just but want I mean, to say that one more time. But doesn't water enema do that the same way? Why do it with coffee? Well, doctors actually say that this probably isn't real, but Tyler... There'd be some real weirdos out there. But Tyler? Yeah. But Tyler. All right. And that, Tyler, is Week in Review. Yes, it is. Damn, dog. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I always love that shit. Um, so, 
Do you have a do you have a a segment this week? I absolutely do. So let's do this. Let's do your segment and then I'll give a little more planned obsolescence. And I think we're gonna be fucking crossing that that finish line, Tyler. Love it. We're gonna be hitting a home run like I'm, you know, like we're Facebook official. Stop making sports references. You don't know sports. Ryan. Yo! For this week, I have another totally original idea. Is there any way we just go back and look at cartoon porn some more? I really enjoyed that. I'm actually down. Next week, we got to see who can find the craziest Rule 34. Oh, I'm boy. serious. We, we'll Next what, week, we watch porn together, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This show has been culminating <laughs> up until this point. Let's be honest. All right, please continue. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. We have part three of first podcast on the right. Oh, we should make a little bumper for this. Ryan, today we are going to talk about Theodore Robert Cowell, Doc a.k.a. Dr. Seuss, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, the, 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 the dick smoker of yore. We'll get to him on another episode, Ryan. Rule 34. A.k.a. Ted Bundy. T tell me his name again. Theodore Robert Cowell. Theodore Robert. Oh, that's right, because his mom got married. Okay, mm -hmm. cool, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, now, this is a warning to our listeners uh, for realsies. Uh, this segment contains some seriously messed up content. So uh, as we say here on the show, put the kids to bed. Put the kids to bed. And we're also going to delve back into my undercarriage. <laughs> Honestly, if you're still letting your kids listen to this on the uh, up to this point, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Listen, kids, everybody's got an undercarriage and they're all beautiful in their own way. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, born and yours, if you can hear the sound of my voice, are messed up. Pause this show and go squat over a mirror and check out your <laughs> undercarriage. Born on November. Oh God. Born on November 24th, 1946, Ryan. Damn. Bro. A year before uh, our father Dad, was born. Yeah. Yeah. Same dude. Ted Bundy would grow to become one of America's, if not one of the world's most prolific serial killers. I think it's fair to say that this man is in the top 1% in terms of the most deranged humans to ever live. Well, that's pretty tough to know. But what I would say is, I would say he's probably most synonymous with serial killers. In my mind, he's the number one seed. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And very much like Richard Ramirez that we did on a previous episode, this man was simply evil. He surely was. And it's interesting to know where the origins of all these things go back to. But do you think that Richard Ramirez has anywhere close to the popularity that Ted Bundy does? I don't know. I'm stuck on this. I apologize. Uh, no, no. Um... I don't think so simply because Ted Bundy was the courtroom uh, 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 a deity in terms of of spectacle. And and wolf in sheep's clothing. You look at Richard Ramirez, you're yeah. like, that's a fucking serial killer. You look at Ted Bundy and you're like, that's my neighbor. Yeah, absolutely. It's like when Tiger Woods got caught cheating with all those people. When people were shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Oh, he's one of us. How could he do that? Motherfucker, he ain't one of you. Well, we gave him the Buick commercials and then got, you know... It, Blown away when he acted like a rock star. Yeah. His mother, Eleanor Louise Cowell. Are, we're not making a whole lot of Eleanors anymore, are we? Anybody naming their kids Eleanors? That whore? Uh, <laughs> Eleanor. Ah, uh, no. I, you know what? It'll come around. Those Can, things are cyclical. That's fair. That's fair. Come up with some new names, losers. Um, <laughs> so she gave birth to her baby boy at the Elizabeth Lund Home for Unwed Mothers in Vermont. Nailed it. Now, for those who may be unfamiliar... 
Home for unwed mothers is a fancy term for send our pregnant child away in shame to have have her kid in secret so we aren't judged by our neighbors. That was a big time deal back in the day. We have people that we know who are affected by that. Absolutely. And, And so he went to live with his grandparents after he was born who everyone told him were her were his actual parents. Yeah, he grew up thinking that his grandparents were his parents. His mom was his sister. His his older sister. Right. I mean, talk about a mind fuck. They should have sent him to Dahmer's parents. No. It could have been like the Megazord of serial killers. <laughs> it would have been the perfect storm of serial killing. My powers combined. Anywell, no one knows who his father is. Eleanor, Ted's mother, get this, claims she had been seduced by a war veteran by the name of Jack Worthington. Oh my goodness, that is a <laughs> that is a character in Clue. If I, he killed somebody in the library with a candelabra, there were even some relatives who expressed their sub- suspicions that little Ted might be the offspring of Eleanor's own father, yep. Ted's grandfather. They were talking about maybe there was a little hanky panky. Somebody's stuck underneath the couch. Again. Don't know if you can phrase it as hanky panky when you're talking about grandfather rape. Grandpa hanky panky, bro. <laughs> and that grandfather who goes by Samuel or went, I'm sure he's dead now. Hopefully. Who Bundy lived with for the first three years of his life, the formative years of your life. He was an asshole. Yeah, he was notoriously a, a jerk. Bordering on psychopath. He was described as a tyrant. The man was born in 1898, so you could say he was a bit racist. Sure. He beat the family dog, would shout at unseen presences randomly, and once threw Eleanor's little sister, Julia, Ted's aunt, down a flight of stairs for sleeping in. Well, that stuff is genetic. I mean, you see mental pr- health problems that are echoed throughout generations. Absolutely. And just to put the little uh, cherry on top of abuse, he would even swing neighborhood cats by the tail. It's a real moose-bouche, Tyler. <laughs> that <laughs> that is isn't a moose-bouche. That's an a moose-bouche. Uh, yeah, that is a very famous story from this whole tale. And that is where that saying comes from. Did you know that? I don't know if you're being true or not. It's not. But okay. you, you know, yeah. like to swing a dead cat at or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would swing a dead cat at that. Right. But, something like but that. But that, I mean, throwing his daughter down the stairs really awful. Swinging a cat by the tail is like next level evil shit. I don't know why it's the most traumatizing detail of that man that I've just given. People take the, the animal stuff very personally. I There's do. something about an animal not being able to protect. Itself. I do. And I'm all for throwing women downstairs. For sure. Now, Julia once recalled waking from a nap to find herself surrounded by knives from the kitchen with a three-year-old Ted standing over her smiling. That's children of the corn shit. That's not off-putting at all. He, That's not a big deal. He arranged the the household knives around her so when she woke up, it was some kind of like fucking ritual. Light as a feather, oh. stiff as a board, bitch. I mean, oh. In his teenage years, he would roam the neighborhood drunk, picking through people's garbage, looking for photos of naked women, and was big into being a peeping Tom. Yeah, which is another one of those things that, that's the acceleration of somebody going somewhere um, what's very interesting to me is almost the same thing with Dahmer, where you have these people who, not everybody who is 
so heavily reliant on alcohol turns out to be a serial killer. For sure. For but you sure. see with a lot of these guys where they're fighting these monsters inside of them and they need to dull the pain. And he was very much like that. Absolutely. He and I, drinking at a young age. I can't even imagine the roar that was happening in his brain at all times. Well, I think we get to see a little bit of it later on in his life. Oh, we see a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. And in 1967, now enrolled at the University of Washington studying Chinese, he started a relationship that would end up being the catalyst for a reign of death and depravity that would shock the country. Well, they said that there is one of the things that I think is most interesting about Bundy is that he didn't seem to have that origin story that most of them do. Charles Manson is, you know, anally raped and forced to eat poop in a, in a children's home. For sure. Uh, you know, John Wayne Gacy's dad was abusive and made him hate gay people. And he himself was gay. Bundy didn't have that. He got broken up by this woman that you're discussing. And they use that as his jumping off point. For sure. And, that, and like I said, that was absolutely the catalyst. That was, it seems, the part where he went balls to the wall. I'm going to go crazy. But it doesn't seem as extreme as what I just cited. It seems like those are pretty normal things. Things that happen in people's lives. Yeah. I mean, your grandfather, who you think is your dad waving a cat by its tail sure. is and screaming at, at something that isn't there. But who hasn't been through that? Raises his hand. I will tell you this. This is the one story where you go back and look at Ed Gein, who was literally locked in a cellar by himself 23 hours out of the you day. You want to talk about mommy issues. I, for real. Um, this is one of those stories where we don't really know what was going on behind the scenes. So some Absolutely. really awful shit could have been happening to him. And that's, I, I think one of the reasons why Bundy is so popular is because he seems so normal, but yeah. that might not be the case. That's the point that I'm making for sure. And he was able to exude confidence and, and, and normalness. extreme narcissism delusion. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And we, we only know this woman that he started dating by her pseudonym, Stephanie Brooks and her haircut. We, and her haircut, but we don't know who the person is. Lucky her. Uh, Next week, we're going to have her on, guys. <laughs> we're teasing in session 74. We're going to have that bitch. That is definitely not something you want to be known for. Mr. Bundy, I'm sorry I called her a bitch. <laughs> so Stephanie Brooks, uh, a year later, she dumped him for lack of ambition, uh, seeing as he by that point had dropped out of college, worked some minimum wage jobs, and got into politics voluntarily for a brief time. And I think that tells you about all politicians are just serial killers waiting to inflict their their will on people. I don't even know if you're making a joke because I want to agree with you. I feel like it's the same drive, but with different results. Sure, sure. And devastated by the breakup, Bundy went nomadic for a couple of years. He traveled east and little by little, he was staying with family for however long and then moving on. Cut your hair, you hippie. <laughs> In 1969, great year, he got into another relationship with Elizabeth Klopfer. Klopfer. I don't know if it's Klopp or Klopp. Nailed it. Yeah. I, either way. But he was notoriously a Republican, wasn't he? Oh, very much so. Notoriously Absolutely. Republican. He would follow, and, and this is later on, and again, this is a shallow dive. There is so many details. Shallow dive into a shallow grave. Yes. And um, it, But there was a point in his political career when he had finally jump-started it where he was following his uh, political parties opponents around acting to be part of their group and would start taking notes about their flaws and the things that they would do that could get them in trouble. There's a mole in the system, Tyler. He was Randall from recess. He ah. was just walking around with that bitch ass face. Don't get the reference, but, uh, he was a, he was a, a snake. Um, anyway, that went good. That went well. Damn it. <laughs> it's a good oiled machine. 
So during his relationship with this woman, he was able to turn his life around and re-enrolled in the University of Washington, this time in psychology. And in 1973, ran into Stephanie Brooks again in California and shocked by his transformation, they began to date again. Yep. Now, no one knows where, when, or who Ted Bundy first killed. There's actually circumstantial evidence that points to him as the culprit in the abduction and murder of an eight-year-old Anne Marie Burr in Tacoma, which would mean that he, Ted Bundy, was 14 at the time. So he could have been killing since he was a teenager. She knows what she did. How is that in any way a response to what I just said? I had that locked and loaded and I was going to, I was going to whip it out. No matter where you, if the, if the room lit on fire, I'm really asking you to stop whipping it out at random times. I, okay. Just this one last time. After I'm talking about an eight year old do- girl getting murdered. Yeah. But they could never seriously put him on that. But they? that girl did die. No matter how it did, she did. And you anyway, sorry about that. Anne-Marie. <laughs> she doesn't mind. Mm. Um, now here's where we get into the icky part. So strap it on, ladies and gentlemen, strap what on he, whatever you can find around the house. Uh, he never talked about his early crimes. And when he did, he always gave different stories, to different people. Yep. And for some reason, even though he went into gruesome detail about his later murders, he never talked about his earlier murders. It almost was like he felt shame about he embarrassed. Maybe he, it didn't go the way that he had hoped. And he was embarrassed about the work. And that might be what it is. He even said to one of his biographers that back then that old Ted Bundy was an amateur. This Ted Bundy is a professional 10,000 hours. Am I right? Literally and 10,000 bodies. Uh, What we do know for sure is that in 1974, shortly after dumping Stephanie Brooks, because that's right, I leave you, you don't leave me, fuck you, bitch. He built her all the way back up just so that he could break up with her. Absolutely. And I think he didn't find what he was hoping to feel. And I think she got off easy considering everything that came after. Lord knows he did. (laughs) (laughs) He just had to find that right spark. Thank you. Uh, he just breaks up with her and a little after midnight enters the basement apartment of 18 year old Karen Sparks, a dancer and student at university of Washington. So this is that day. This is immediately after breaking up with her. This is, and it's just after midnight. Still has that erection. Absolutely. (laughs) He's like, well, I couldn't find that. Like you said, I'm sure he was feeling, I obviously couldn't get what I wanted from her. I thought she was going to be the solution to all my problems. Let's go try this out. It was the it was the culmination of years of work. And there you are. And you're still, you know, well, you think this, you're going to get this thing and then you don't get it. And you're going to be released from these feelings and you didn't. So let's move on to plan B. Yep. He f- uh, breaks into this girl's apartment, beats her senselessly with a metal rod that Bundy had broken off from the bed frame. That's I'm telling you guys, get rid of your bed frames. They'll kill you. You're just waiting to die. Yep. if You have one of those Victorian beds. It's basically a serial killer invitation. Yep. Now unconscious Bundy sexually assaulted her with the same metal rod. She was unconscious for 10 days, but lived although with permanent physical and mental disabilities. Well, and another thing that's so interesting about him is that he is a, um, shit. What's the word? Perfectionist, a control freak. No, but a, a, an organized killer and a disorganized killer. He showed up there without his own weapon. He, which a, a disorganized killer, they will then, you know, like Richard Ramirez, it's just whatever's happening, but he also knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? Well, absolutely. And what's really interesting about him is that he goes into disorganization like this, where I'm sure he was so full of emotion with this breakup. He goes and everything. into berserker mode. He goes straight into, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go do it. 
goes and does this and realizes, holy shit, I just came harder than I've ever come in my life. It's the way somebody gets stressed out and has a cigarette. He goes and bashes somebody's head in to deal, to dissipate stress. Absolutely. And much like Greg wow. at CrossFit, this becomes his life. Yeah. This is all he does. Hey, seriously, stop fucking talking to us about your 50 toe touches, then you wrestle a polar bear. We don't care, CrossFit people. <laughs> And so much, see, so much, and we've said this up on previous episodes, so many of these serial killers, they get into their first murder on accident. They put themselves in a position to do it, and but jizz, they don't go, their pants. they don't go out going, I'm going to murder somebody. Yeah. Well, it just keeps growing and growing and they're wrestling or something. Somebody breaks their neck and they're like rope, rope, rope. Yeah. 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 And so, and so it takes them a while after their first murder to do it again. They're like, Oh my God, that was terrible. I never want to do it again. But, but, but this guy on February 1st, less than a month after his first murder, less than a month. If it's good, give me more. That's crazy. Yeah. Bundy again, broke into a basement apartment, which this should really teach us live on the top floor. Absolutely. If you have a bed frame or a basement, you're dead. <laughs> you're going to die. You're dead. Somebody's down there right now. It's me. I'm there now. <laughs> uh, he breaks into the, to the basement apartment of another a UW undergraduate, Linda Ann Healy. He beat her unconscious, dressed her in blue jeans, a white blouse, and boots, and carried her away, never to be seen again. And something that we should say is all of these women had the exact same characteristics of this girlfriend, the origin story. The yes. one, right? And the it was it was the uh, young, beautiful, white woman. Brunette. Brunette with her hair parted down the middle. With her hair parted down the middle, right. And that's why everybody thinks that that's what started him up, but we don't know that to be true. Yeah, for sure. But it did, I digress. It did seem like something, not that fueled him, but some a, a, a pattern that he stuck to. He was reliving this thing over and over again and taking control yep. of that situation, seemingly. Absolutely. In 1974, at this location where he was living, college girls were disappearing at a rate of one per month. That's a, that's pretty standard in college circles, if I'm not mistaken. What colleges are you going to? FSU? Rapey ones, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Ted was actually intelligent. Unlike most serial killers who are dopes, uh, he had mastered the art of leaving no evidence. Although, granted, this was before DNA profiling. He put effort into it. He put a that's, lot of effort into it. That's the point that I'm talking about with organized and disorganized. He was both. Well, that's what I was saying is it was disorganized. And then he's like, I love this so much. This is my hobby now. Yeah, but he goes into berserker mode more than once in his career. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He had a, a he, he some at certain points seemed to have mastery over self-control and then at other points was just chaos incarnate. But don't you feel that way in your life sometimes? Um I am never I never in my life have thought I'm assuming the kind of detail and thought process that went into the way he loved serial killing. I, I do that with all sorts of stuff. That I believe. Yep. Including serial killing. You're dead. <laughs> Where, where's your, You're where's fucking a, dead. Where's the broom handle? Session 73 is the final episode. Now, as we said, there was no connection between the women except young, white, beautiful brunette hair parted down the middle. His move was to put his arm in a sling, look weak, and then lure women to their deaths. And, and basically play upon other people's desire to never offend somebody. Absolutely. So he, he would put them in a social situation that it, 
you want to be nice. You want to be social. You want, you're told to be respect strangers. Absolutely. I'm telling you here, don't do that. Uh, oh no, no, if no, somebody no, no, asks no, no. you for the time, they're going to kill you. If you, if he has crutches, kick it out oh, from under him absolutely. and run, sweep the leg. <laughs> and the thing is, this is 1974 white suburbia. Yep. Everybody's nice to everybody. And he looks like the type of person that you're allowed to be nice to. Absolutely. And I do not agree with the widespread uh, assumption that he is handsome. Although I do agree that that's a face I would trust. Uh, and you're like all things, you're comparing it to his contemporary. So if you For hold sure. him up to all other serial killers, he is. He's Miss America. That's exactly right. And you're styling it well, baby. I'd like to see him in nothing but a sash and a gash. <laughs> He'll give you the gash and take the sash. Georgian Hawkins. Jorgan Hawkins? Sorry, Hawkins. Did not nail that. He lured, he lured to her death by wearing a fake cast and using crutches. As I said, kick those crutches. Using a crowbar to knock her unconscious, he handcuffed her, drove 20 miles away, strangled her to death, and then spent all night with her body. Yep. He was a necrophiliac, which means that he would like to have sex with the dead bodies. And what he did is he- And he, he did. He completely gutted his Volkswagen Beetle and would chain women directly to the chassis. Mm -hmm. He had a whole system worked out. He, he had the broken arm, but he was he told people he was putting his boat on a winch. Yep. And then yep. he would prey upon your- Social, like I said, you don't want to offend a, an old white man. Yes. And silver lining, there are plenty of people, the plenty of women that got away from him. Yep. And one of them being, as you said, he asked her to help her help him load his boat. He, she got to the car and realized there's no fucking boat. Yep. I got to leave. And Bad she, sign. she sprinted away. Bad sign. Yep. And the fact of the matter is you're at a lake or you're something with millions of people and you're going to the most petite 20 year old yeah, woman. That's true. Hey, I need to pick up the bow of my ship. You look like just the person. Why are you holding your crowbar and licking your lips? This is how I load my boat. In July, he is ramping up. Remember, his first kill is in January. This is July, and he has now just kidnapped two women in separate instances in broad daylight at a busy beach. That's that's what I'm talking about. He's spinning out of control. Insane. Yeah. It's like it's like people who go from, you know this drug to that drug because they need to chase that dragon. That's true. That's what That's, he's yeah. doing. Yep. And he brought them to a secluded spot and then forced one of them to watch as he murdered the other one. Yep. Woo. Sash, that is sa terrible. Sash and gash. I mean, oh, didn't even give her the sash. In September, two hunters came across the skeletal remains of those two girls. And only a few months later, forestry students from the local community college discovered the remains of five of his victims. And that was his dumping ground. And at a, at a hiking spot, Bundy would often uh, go to. And he would come back, right? He, he would go back time and time again until he couldn't do anything with the remains anymore. So he was going back and having sex with the remains until the animals completely picked it clean or they turned into a goo. Yeah, it, there's a certain word for it, but as you said, turn into a goo. where it would, Different it, type would be the goo. It, it, yes, yeah, that's the literal goo. Right. Yes. Um, and so he, across Idaho, Utah, and Colorado, this man cut a path of degradation and perversion, leaving death in his wake. Uh, thankfully, so, as I said, some would be victims got away. Um, one girl he handcuffed and then put the other handcuff on the same arm yep. arm on accident. And she was able to jump out of the car and run away. You blew it, Teddy. It's just, it, you know, he was all over the place. And yep. for months, police were interviewing people, getting every single piece of data they could and did something that at the time was incredibly innovative. They compiled a database using the King County 
payroll computer, which was a huge machine, which I am assuming just had a bunch of hamsters running on wheels inside sure, of it. Sure. Uh, so anyway, after enough, it's like the beginning of CODIS to some degree. The beginning of what? CODIS. It's uh, all the DNA samples loaded up. Oh, a yes. national database of people who have committed felonies. Absolutely. And, th and this, them compiling this database was, as I said, the incredibly beginning. innovative. Right. And they're having this machine run all these names. Needless to say, and as I said, there is so much information on this guy, all of it interesting. I'm just going to dismount with just a couple of things. They compiled this database and after thousands of names have been entered and thousands of details on those thousands of names have been compiled, it spits out 26 names, and at the top of the list is Ted Bundy. That's incredible, man. That's as incredible. And, and one of the detectives referred to it as he was literally top of the pile. That's incredible. And and we can't leave out how he went back into berserker mode and picked up a log outside of a FSU sorority mm -hmm. and went in and just went total berserker style, hitting everybody. There were there are tens of, of women in there and he just fought the whole house and beat people unmercifully. Well, it wasn't just that they had gotten a, uh, they had compiled this list, finally gotten his name, had a picture of him. He was arrested in 75. Finally, after he spotted a patrol car and then just took off. Yeah. So this guy pulled him over, not realizing who he had in his midst, sure. which happens all the time. Richard Absolutely. Ramirez got, got arrested. They had no idea that they had this Co psychopath cops planted him. What'd you just say? Nothing. Let's move on. The cop stopped him and arrested him. And in the car, police found a ski mask, a second ski mask fashioned from pantyhose, because that's how he loved to kill by strangulation with, with pantyhose, pantyhose yeah. a crowbar, handcuffs, trash bags, a coil of rope, and an ice pick. They searched his apartment and found brochures to a play one of his victims had been in. Murder but, kit. But due to it being circumstantial evidence, they had to let him go. What's a murder kit? <laughs> and he immediately went back to his newly searched apartment and burned the Polaroids of his victims that the police had missed. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking incredible. But do you remember how they caught him? Do I remember how they... it is such an interesting detail? Let's hear it. He had he had that yellow VW bug, bug right? that he would drive around in always. Sure. Sold it. The FBI had been watching him, went and got it from the person that they sold it from, stripped it bare, and found hair follicles that belonged to some of his victims. Wow, you dummy. They arrested him. He got out on bail, $15,000, went and just as you said, went to a sorority house and went full berserker mode, but he didn't fight the house. This is a man who broke into a sorority with dozens of women and went from room to room right, that's what to I mean. room. Yeah, it was like two in the morning. Beating these women senseless. Yep. Nobody woke up. Yep. He, nobody knew he was in the room and he, he beat senselessly, I believe it was six women. Yeah. And nobody knew what had happened. They just woke up hours later to these basically ragamuffins yeah. that have just been beaten. And a lot of them were suffered again from mental disabilities after these beatings. They finally uh, caught him. And uh, uh, the cop actually didn't even know, again, who this guy was. Uh, Ted Bundy took off. He shot at him, tackled him. And this one super cop fought Ted Bundy to the ground and arrested him. And finally... This man was off the streets. It's incredible. Electrocuted in uh, in in the Florida in, electric in, chair in the '90s in the Florida electric chair. Yep. And he was uh, finally, finally, finally 
uh, killed. And I, like I said, that was such a shallow dive. There are so much information in, involved. And if you want like a really in-depth uh, thing, go check out last podcast on the left. Yeah, he, he escaped from jail once. He escaped multiple he, times. He, he worked at a suicide hotline next to a famous author who wrote a book about him called The Monster in Me. That's right. That's uh, right. He saved a child's life from drowning when he was young. There's so much information. Very good job, Tyler. So much. And that is my totally original idea. First podcast on the right. Fantastic, Tyler. I hope that didn't run too long. I, it, no, it was really good. It's great information. And I know we are running long. So I'm just going to give you the end of my plan obsolescence here. Please. I'm just going to give you a couple more facts. Printer cartridges are a huge one. Oh. And here's why. Because microchips, light centers, or batteries can disable a cartridge even if it still has ink in it. Which, it, which they do. Right. Absolutely. You take it out. It says uh, empty. You pull it out and it still has like a third of the amount left. And so there's all these statistics of all of these printer cartridges that we're throwing into the into our environment that still work and it's fucked up. So not just the plastic, but all that toxic ink inside of and, it. And know. the manufacturing and all that stuff. <sighs> so it does planned obsolescence does promote innovation and the quality of products. There is a lot of money that has been made. Let's say, okay, you invent the iPhone. Think of the billions of dollars made just on iPhone cases. Sure. So there is nuance to it. But there, that money is also primarily going to a very select group of people. That is true. And I hope that we're part of that. <laughs> we are not. And so people do have a better quality of life as a result of our consumer model. And I know we don't have time to talk about this here, but here's what it comes down to. What is our point? What is the point of us being on this planet? Is it to be consumers? Is it to just take, 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 take? Because that is what we've chosen. That's what capitalism is, right? Yes, that is what capitalism is. I think that in terms of the point, there is no point. It's The whole point is just to live your life no matter what that may look like. There is no wasted life because it's yours. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. But as a society, we've chosen which way we want to go as opposed to well i think certain people chose and the rest of us you know i and i hate to use the term but we're herded as sheep and well, and we're along for the ride but we're choosing we're choosing because you can do things to pull yourself out of that consumer model but yeah it's, they just sound hard it's a lot less convenient and that is the point but ryan my ipad we're like those uh human batteries in the matrix tyler and that i thought you were gonna say like the easter island heads <laughs> no but jocko i am so sorry that was tyler oh no planned jocko, i love you Fantastic job, Tyler. Uh, quick, quickly tell them about the website that you put some work in on. Absolutely. We have a new website up and running where you can subscribe to everything. It won't even take you to a secondary site. You can just hit the buttons, you lazy pieces of shit. Planned uh, obsolescence and <laughs> in, in working in perfect order. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com. Scroll down. You can access our all of our subscriptions on whatever you listen on. You can access our social media right there on our page. Leave a comment. Leave a review. We need you guys to do this. You cult members, do as we say. Yeah, if you could just subscribe and help us out, we really appreciate it. Our numbers have been doing great recently, and I hate asking for this stuff because it feels wrong. But also, I've read a lot where this is important. So It's very you, important. If you guys could help with the community, Tyler and I are doing more than we've ever done to try to move this thing forward and make this our full-time career. It's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Just come <laughs> milk us like one of those machines on the calves. What? With, you know the milking machines? Oh, you mean on the cows, not the calves. They're calves are children. The Cleveland calves, Tyler. <laughs> Uh, so help us out. Those guys who hate.com Tyler, fantastic job. What's the moral of the story, bro? The moral of the story is never, ever help anyone, especially 
if they are disabled in any way, because that person is a serial killer and you will die through bashing of the head. <laughs> the bashing. Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Aaron Easterns, you are one hot mama. <laughs> you really are sexy, oh, baby. Oh, <laughs> you are sexy. And I don't want to disrespect you here on the show. Just disrobe. But I want to disrobe you. <laughs> And I've already made the joke about the paper cut on my penis, which is weird because I'm looking at you on the internet. But one hot mama. <laughs> Ew. Where are those guys you hate? Be kind or we'll kill you. You can't, you can't say that it isn't. Well, you could, but you'd be a fucking little lying, little shit magnet. Bitch. Bitch. Just a bitch. This is a good sign. <laughs> this is a very good sign. Shut up, bitch. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is excellent. Yeah. No, it's going to be bad today, Tom. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really bad. Are we red circling? The levels are good and oh, we're okay. red circled. Okay, well, yeah, I thought we had discussed you discussing this with me. Yeah. Uh, when you read circle and you discussed me. Well, I was checking the sound levels, as I said. It feels a little low in my headphones, but I, everything looks fine to you. Everything looks fine to me. As okay, you're... let me find my chi. Let me find my chi. Let me find my chi. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, and we're red circled again. We I'm are gonna, checking. I'm going to keep that first part in, too. Red circle, I can't imagine. So everybody can see how much of a that we should. Wait, let me jerk you are. Let me do one last thing. Yeah, just... sure. No, absolutely. It's really red, red circle. It's really tough. And I've spoken about this with mom before because mom read the Hunger Games as well. Mm -hmm. And she says exactly what you're saying, that it could be depressing, that it's like a, a, a crappy world to be living in. Well, it's a bittersweet story in so many sure. different places. Sure. As most great stories are, the for whatever the reason, I don't know if it's her being in the forest for most of the time. I'm not sure what it is, but I love being there mentally. You know what I mean? What a gay Lord. Watching those kids die, Tyler. <laughs> so uh, speaking of other media that you should shut this off and go try. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. was just listening on the way back from the gym to a stuff you should know. Have you ever heard of it? I have. You ever heard of it? You know I have. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you're, the, you're the audience, Tyler. You are the consumer. Oh, oh, then excuse me. Consumed uh, it, dead. Yes, we have, you stupid idiot. Where okay. have you been for the last 15 years? Woo, living under a rock. Speak for the... <laughs> was that your limited Sean Connery? I, I, I don't think it's that limited. Yeah, it was pretty limited. Baby. <laughs> nope, that was Austin Powers. Mrs. Moneypenny. <laughs> <laughs> so I found out what pogs stand for. And I could, do you remember Pogs? Absolutely. Pogs are like a bottle cap kind of flipping game. And they came you, with all the really cool illustrations on You them. collect them. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Gotta catch them all, like STDs. Uh, all right. It, Pogs, I give you a million guesses and you wouldn't get it right. Pogs stands for passion fruit orange guava. Because the milk cap company started producing this other, you know, juice and it's stuck. I, you know, I could give you the whole boring backstory, but I won't. That's, that's really what. Pogs stands for dead ass. That's so stupid. And now my childhood has been ruined. Thanks a Pugs, lot. It seemed to be going so well before. Sorry about that, mom and dad. I mean, I don't remember it, so I can just tell myself it was wonderful. Thank you, fetal alcohol syndrome. Tyler, last week, yesterday, actually, Tyler, last day, mm -hmm. you and I went 
to a party. Do you recall that? I do. I do. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Okay. Now you had to leave because you had somewhere to be later on in the day. Yeah. And what happened one right around the time and we were celebrating the graduation of somebody from middle school into high school. We're just giving people trophies for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm all for a good celebration though. So I'm kind of caught in this gray area. Well, she's going to be a failure in life and we have ourselves to blame. Now here's the deal. Not me. You never do. You've never done anything wrong. And that's why I like being around you. But I've also never had any kids. So technically I've never done anything wrong. Fair point. That's fair. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. And I'm going to, I'm going to hit the ball back to you when I feel appropriately ready. All right. Here's what you didn't see. Okay. Now we were all chilling out by the pool. Do people still say chilling? Uh, I guess so. Chilling by the pool. You, you do natural born chillers. And we're just sitting there and I hate that. I enjoyed that so much. I mean, it was good. And it felt like I'd been waiting my whole life for that because I have terrible. So what happens inevitably when you have a pool, you have refreshments. And by that, I mean, day tequila. Mm -hmm. Day tequila is a specific type of tequila. Boy, is it fun until it's not. Yeah. And and Michael Menendez, the oldest of the Menendez's. The moment he gets a little date tequila in him, he needs some afternoon tequila. He needs some more afternoon tequila. If you stop it, 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 it you, 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 you face plant. I founded a colony, but before that, I found that out at the second graduation party that I went to last night. All they had there was beer and Cuervo, and I'd rather die than drink Cuervo. I'm sorry. I know that makes me sound like a bitch. I don't even think Cuervo is real tequila. Cuervo, Cuervo is bottom of the barrel tequila. Uh, Sponsor us, Cuervo. I honestly... I honestly believe the Cuervo, if you look at it, we can review, is a tequila-flavored drink. I don't believe that it's actually classified as tequila. Wow, and I had a few people order it last night at my bar, you heathens. You call yourselves Mexican. Get the fuck out of here. But I also judge the people that order Patron in the margaritas. If you're making a margarita out of it, it doesn't matter. Well, it's like getting a Grey Goose. Dude, this is bad. This is going really well. This is bad. This is going really well. We're trying to market ourselves as people who speak well, and I'm gurgling and burgling, and I'm the smart one. And this isn't an. is not an act. He is just (laughs) falling apart at the seams. I have I have drifted off into old age (laughs) since last night, bro. Thank God for editing. Although we are going to keep everything that just happened in. It's so embarrassing. I'm just getting it all out now. (laughs) I'm shaking it out. Wiggle it out. Wiggle it out. I got to shake the the sillies out. Now, here's the deal. What what happens inevitably at a pool party where there's only a few people swimming? Could you stop doing that? Mm-mm, I had to move. There's a few people swimming, but there's a lot of people drinking. Tyler, what always happens in that scenario? Uh, that somebody gets pushed in the pool. Somebody gets pushed in the and pool. Might I just say, somebody who's a real asshole pushes somebody in the Be- pool. They begin it. It's a dick they move. Begin it. It right. is, let's all agree it's a dick move. But much like public puking, it, it's a chain reaction. The moment one person gets pushed in the pool, now there's retribution. Now that person gets pushed in the pool. Everybody's been drinking. Everybody takes sides. My brother is married to a German woman, so obviously there's a butt naked baby there. Of course. Pee- and- peeing on the side of the pool. And in, I mean, honestly, I'm worried about him. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't see that whatsoever. He's 27. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and what you're talking about is with everybody pushing each other in the pool and whatnot is just the whitest gang fight in history. It is. That's and- it. This is how white people throw down, baby. And not every- with guns and knives and killing each other, but with good old fashioned horseplay but you might as well just kill me and stab me with a knife if you throw me in and i have my phone in my pocket oh no then okay? i'm gonna stab you well, if it, you throw me in with my so, phone in my it's pocket it's so it's such a 
It's a dangerous game, Tyler, because you don't know if somebody has a phone in their pocket. It's not a dangerous game. It's a dick move. Hey, uh, are you worried about your dongle there, Tyler? It's hanging in a in an awkward type way. I, I think maybe if you scoot it on the table, it may have a awkward longer lasting way. life. I'm worried about the angle of Tyler's dongle. Well, so I've been worried since. Well, anyway, go this ahead. This is going well. Yes, yeah. please. I want to hear the end oh, of that. No, oh, no, oh, yeah, please. no, You make fun of me. I'm not lashing out. You're lashing out, you piece of shit. So basically, <laughs> this is going well. Here's how it goes. Michael throws uh, uh, the graduate into the pool. Sure. Then the two women who are there together, mm-hmm. they decide to push Michael into the pool. Uh, Michael is a big man. And he does not react well to challenges. But he does not. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler, for filling in the holes. Like a silver, a silverback gorilla, he stands on both uh, legs, brings himself to his full height, and oh, 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 it's, it's wondrous to behold. And eats bananas without chewing. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. Okay? But chugging bananas. This patio has, po- forgive me for just, just, pulling this out longer and longer, this patio has poles. So Michael, very strong man, Michael Menendez, big ass dude, is holding the pole with one arm, throws the the woman in the women's relationship, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying. Help me, Tyler. All right. This is a good learning experience. Hey, and, this is a good learning experience. And I'm experience open to change. Because they are, but there's one that is, I would say, more masculine, but they are both women. I'm a hateful <laughs> being, and I want to be better. You're not. You're just stupid. Right, it's okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it comes out as hateful, and I want to learn. Sorry, ladies. So, I'm dad. I'm fucking dad, okay? Well, fucking comma dad. No. He's I, not fucking dad. I, don't tell me what I can do. I'm an adult. Don't tell me who I can love. Uh, call me daddy again. So, basically, to make a long story short, he throws the more feminine of the two, thank you, mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. water. The more masculine of the two Ain't having that yeah. shit. Oh no! She, you got to go after the stronger one first. She was hanging. She was holding the naked baby. Immediately hands me the naked baby ah. and launches into action. And by doing so, King Leonidas kicks Michael right in the dick, bro. Ooh. Hands by her side, foot into his dick on purpose. If you heard her <laughs> argument, the answer is no. But from it. You know when you're watching NASCAR and a tire goes flying into the crowd? Absolutely. It was like that. Oh, wow. Michael and I locked eyes. <laughs> we were stunned. Mm. He was actually stunned. Yeah, yeah, As yeah. he fell like a California Redwood into the pool. I was going to say that uh, that there is a, for the ladies out there who might not know, there is a delayed effect between getting kicked and when you feel it. It wasn't just the dick kick. It was the absolute disregard for his bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. It was such an aggression that I, yeah. the likes of which I have never seen. She, I immediately shut down. She, <laughs> I immediately was holding Ben and, go oh, to sleep, go to sleep. We are not here right now. How was he reacting? Uh, he honestly dealt like any German would. And he got right involved and he pushed Michael in and tried to hold him under. Um, yeah, I, uh, I so it, it was a visceral reaction. It was a, a a reaction of pure emotion and base or base emotions. No, no, because there was a lot of struggling beforehand. Uh, Michael's very strong. He is. And he kept screaming out, I'm too drunk for this. I'm too drunk for this. Finally, sides decided to let cooler heads prevail. They each stepped back. Okay. This was the moment that she saw weakness and kicked Michael in the dick. Oh, that's when everything man. slowed down. She had already sat back in the chair 
and launched heel first. Oh, that is not cool. Dude. Full extension. That is not like cool. Like, she's been practicing her whole life for this. <laughs> I've been practicing for this one moment, Ma. Retribution died that day because Michael did not want any more of that smoke. No, Because his no. dick was on fire. No, but you're also in a losing position because of the way society works, you start beating your some woman's ass. I'll beat that bitch. And you're... No. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, please. What? No. I can't say that either. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying she would whoop your oh, ass. She would whoop me so hard. Oh. Gian, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I, you were well within your rights. I'm on your side. You go girl please just don't hit don't hurt me this is the longest pregame we've ever done should we jump into the episode okay let's go all right